Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. So I don't know where you're at on this, buddy. But when I see RISP, runners in scoring position, and this used to be just a regular stat. This used to be seeing Woba on the page, WRC+. And now I see runners in scoring position, and I, I get anxious. I, I feel like I'm going through some PTSD. What this Blue Jays team has done to that stat is weaponize it. They have weaponized it against Blue Jays fans. It is just such a dagger to look at what this team does as soon as they get a runner on second or third. It is absolutely mind-blowing because it's one of those stats that you would think – it's like most stats, right, buddy? Like, you'd think it would just even out if you have a big enough sample size. If you just give it enough time, all of the stuff will fall to the wayside, and we'll just see – what it should really be. And I'm at the point like, maybe this team's the least clutch team to ever play baseball. Like maybe that is actually where we're at at this point. Like, dude, Chapman, Springer, Varsho, and Kirk. Okay, that's 40% of the Jays that have taken at bats with runners in scoring position. The batting average between those four guys, 204, an on-base percentage of 291, and a slug under 300, 289. Like, and if you look back on, I know I've just jumped right in here without even really a welcome or a hello. Scott, man. I'm, I'm still on my first coffee here. I'm not ready for you with this weaponized RISP. Oh. Hello and welcome everybody to the walk-off. I'm Scott Belford, joined as always by the best co-host in the biz, Adam Mack. We have a big show for you today. Lots to get into. Obviously, we'll break down the Jays and Orioles series that just devastated us all. Three studs and a dud, our weekly segment. Adam will take that one on. Davis Schneider, friend of the show, called up to the big leagues officially. You love to see it. We'll break down Davis Schneider's performance in AAA and kind of give you a preview of what you can expect. By the way, and I know we have been teasing this for some time now, but David Schneider did sit down with us earlier in the summer and just an excellent interview. The guy is just such a fun dude to talk baseball with. That is literally up right now. So we're not teasing it, but it'll be out tomorrow or Wednesday. You can check out David Schneider's interview with us right now on YouTube and wherever you get your audio. Um, Jay Jackson, podcast. however, we sat down with yesterday. And you're going to have to wait for that one. Who knows? Yes. It's up on yes. Patreon if you can't wait. Yes. Patreon, It'll be out Chad probably Dallas. early next week. Chad Dallas is another one that we've got in the bank here that we'll get out probably in the next week here. We're trying to get our interview. Now that Adam's in his new place and settled in and he's got his uh, uh, all his stuff in his house. I'm sure it's not unpacked yet. <laughs> Nothing at is least it's all, it's all under one roof, buddy. I'm sure that's very just... Uh, <laughs> At least you got that to hang your hat on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You say Kikuchi, buddy. The guy has been a complete godsend 
in 2023 to this Blue Jays team. So we'll kind of break down his numbers. And I've been compiling weird baseball stats. Like just anytime I see something weird, I just kind of saved it in my phone. And I was going over it the other day and I was like, I should share some of these ridiculous and kind of cool and weird out there stats. So we're going to have a weird stat baseball facts segment. And then we'll look ahead to the Red Sox and the Guardian series for this coming up week here. Okay. Jays versus Orioles. Sorry, before we get on, can you hear all the garbage trucks outside? Should I go close my window or are we good? We're good. All I can hear is the air conditioning at full blast next to me. Can you hear the air conditioning? I can't. <laughs> as long as we're, we're both a little distracted, but it's not being picked up, that's perfect. <laughs> Neither of us can hear it, but that's all our comments are going to be. It's like, yeah, you guys, we couldn't hear anything you guys said. It was just garbage trucks and air conditioning, just a, <laughs> a slow well, grinding I kick, blow. I got a kick out of when we were talking to Jay Jackson because there was like a bird or a squirrel or something for like five. And it was only for like I five know. minutes. But it was going insane. Like, I don't know if someone was trying to take it out, but like, I was like, hopefully, and then, then it just went away. <laughs> I know yeah. that uh, Tuesday with Johnny, he's one of our Patreon members. Uh, Mish Beer mentioned it too. They're both like, hey, there's like something really going on in the woods behind him there. But yeah. <laughs> I think it was a Blue Jay. Hey, nice. Okay, let's get into it now. Uh, I, I don't want to talk this Orioles and Blue Jays series because it was just another dagger i don't know what it is with this team dude i like i'm convinced at this point when it comes to the orioles and the red sox is between their ears because i and listen the baltimore orioles are a very good team and they just outplayed the blue jays but the this organization makes baltimore look like they are a world beater unbeatable like for sure world series champion they are not right like this is not a team the Jays should be two and eight against. I'd even accept it if they were three and five, but like, you know, like two and eight, it's just insane. They completely dominated this season series. The Red Sox are 0 and seven. Okay. And I know everyone talks, oh, the AL East, it's their Achilles heel, the AL East, the AL East. Listen. The record against the Yanks and the Rays isn't great, but it's three and four, and we're not even halfway through the, or we are just halfway through the regular season series. It could very, they could very easily go four and three against the Rays and the Yanks, and I think they probably will. I think that they just play those two teams a lot better for whatever reason, and I don't understand it. I know that the fan base doesn't understand it. Everyone has theories, but it's just been a complete nightmare to watch them against the Orioles, man. Like, so this is, this is some of the stats that is pointing to the problem. And I think everyone kind of has already realized that just the team gets hits. They put runners on second and third, and then they completely face plant. So Vlad, George, Alejandro, and Alec Manoa, they were worth 14. 15.9 F war wins above replacement last year at this time. Even, even accounting for a 25% decline. They should still be worth like 11.1 wins above replacement. Instead, they're projecting to finish the season under three. 
2.98 wins above replacement. Like whether combined. you really value war or not, combined an under three war for Alec Manoa, Alejandro Kirk, George Springer, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This was the backbone of 2021 and 2022. These three, four dudes literally carried the Blue Jays for multiple seasons and have now just ceased to exist pretty much bad it's Not very good. bad man uh, i it's mean very bad when i was doing my prep work for three studs and a dud uh i saw season totals danny jansen is third on this team in home runs he's only two behind bowen vlad with 15 yeah. home runs he's played like 40 fewer games home runs is another real big decline from this offense from previous years, right? 2018, dude, they ranked fifth in Major League Baseball in home runs. 2019, they ranked ninth. 2020, they ranked eighth. In 2021, they led all of baseball. Number one in home runs. 2022, they were seventh. This year, they're sitting at 15. They're the middle of the pack. Like, honestly, dude, this is a, this is a roster full of superstars that is finishing 15th in team home runs and a team consisting of Justin Smoke and, and Kendris Morales ranked fifth in 2018. I thought Vladdy was supposed to be better at home runs after the home run derby. <laughs> it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough, man. I don't... It, and this is where we're all at, Adam. Like it's, you're trying to put words, you're trying to put reason to what is going on. And it just doesn't seem to make sense. You know, like, I know that there's, there's folks out there that, that are saying things like George Springer is washed. And I mean, you watch him hit right now. And I know he's in one of the biggest slumps of his entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, he did go 35 plate appearances without a hit, which is, you know, he tied the Blue Jays record. I, I thank God for pitching and defense of this team, man. The only reason this team is still a playoff contender is because the pitching staff, which honestly, and I, I especially with how Barrios and Kikuchi performed in 2022, I'm sure that there's a lot of leeway here. But that said, the, if, if I'm a pitcher on the Blue Jays, I'm getting a little sick of the constant lack of production from the hitters. And I know ball players understand the ups and downs and understand slumps and stuff. So I'm sure there's no actual words being said. I'm sure words don't need to be said. These guys are aware of how poorly they are doing when there's don't a just need on another players only meeting. Wouldn't that just solve everything? I say, can we have sarcasm? a fifth players only meeting? Can we? <laughs> <sighs> We'll leave it at this, and I'll I'll turn to you for three studs and a dud. But, man, there's four games left against this Baltimore Orioles team for the rest of the year, and thank God. Uh, I can't see this team getting past them in a playoff series. I, I, I can. I totally can. Yeah? Just because they're young. Yeah. I could just see them totally shit in the bed. And that's that's my it's whole nice, strategy. It's a nice thought, Adam. That, it's a really nice that, thought. 
<laughs> is that Bo comes back healthy. We meet someone handsome named September Vlad, who also yes. gets hot. And then the Orioles are just like, oh, the moment's too big for us. And they just. Like, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole plan here. This so, is the whole plan. <laughs> really hoping the Orioles come through for us. Really counting on an Oriole collapse here. <laughs> hey, if uh, playoffs started today, we have the twins in the first round. Yes. I am OK with that. Everyone is. <sighs> Even Alec Manoa is like, uh, can I pitch? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, no. No, um, you can't. All right. Three studs and a dud. You ready for this? I am. Drum roll. Uh, honorable mention for Danny Jansen, who yes. had another two home runs this week, but did it with a 158 batting average. All he does is. God hit forbid. God forbid you put Danny Jansen in the five or six or the four or five hole. I don't understand where you're getting so little production out of the cleanup spot to not even try the one guy who consistently hits when there's runners in scoring position. It, I, I mean, people, I guarantee dude, people are sick of hearing it out of me because I've been saying this for like, you know, all season pretty much at this point. But you look at his numbers, he drives in runs. Like, look at his last 162. And I know that I was on Twitter and there was somebody who was like, when I brought it up, they said, well, the same thing's going to happen to Danny as happened to Dalton Varshow in that situation. But I can so disagree with that. There is no proof at any point throughout Dalton Varshow's career that he's a run producer. There just isn't that proof. There's The numbers don't say any. You try, find me a 10, 10 game span of Dalton Varshow at any point in his career where it matches up even on that tiny sample size to what Danny Jansen has done over the last 162 games, which if you are unaware, by the way, over the last 162 games, Danny Jansen has 34 home runs and an OPS over 900. Put him in the cleanup spot. It can't be worse than what's happening. But anyways, yeah. yes, good, good, good runner up. <laughs> So there we go. Uh, stud number three with uh, two and a third innings pitched and six Ks. Trevor Richards in the bullpen. The Silver Fox now on the IL. Man, has he ever been good for us, though? Um, Boy, stud number two, another catcher by the name of Alejandro Kirk, also with two home runs. But uh, he has a 357, bat- 357 batting average to go along with that. Kirky is finally starting finally. to show some life. And, dude, thank the baseball gods above because, holy crap, the black hole that was his bat was just a, a, was a dagger to the back of this offense. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Um, stud number one, and I know we're going to spend more time on him a bit, but uh, you say Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one run win. over six innings in our lone win versus Baltimore. Uh, 1.17 whip this week. Man, has he been good this year? He has been so crazy good. He has been so crazy good. Should we, uh, should we skip Davis Schneider and go right into Yusei Kikuchi and come back? Or would that mess up? Uh... No, let, let's, let's do that. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but, but let's okay. do duds first. Okay. Yes. Dud. Can't forget our duds. 
fortunately, our dud this week, George Springer. And he could have been the dud last week, dude. I know. He's lucky I took a week off. I I gave it to Eric Swanson, and the more I think about it, the more I think that was a little unfair and probably should have gone to George Springer. <laughs> Uh, so George Springer did finally break his uh, his slump up with a one hit Blue. performance this week. <laughs> um, scored an RBI with it though, but uh, batting average of 043 this week. That's uh, that's not very good. Man, the swing decisions that this team is making currently has been puzzling to say the least. Like these are these are gentlemen on this team too that. If you look at their career, you know, you you look at their track records. This is so off the regular, you know, like even Vladdy is swinging at pitches that are just last year. He wouldn't touch. And we were disappointed in last year, Vlad. Yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't either, man. And uh, it's at the point now where I, you know, and we've talked about this before. Everyone's calling for Guillermo Martinez's head. And I, I don't think that's the problem. But that said, maybe it's worth it. Just get a new voice in there. I Like, and this is the thing that everyone talks about, right? Like, we know how baseball works. These guys are rich. They've all got their own hitting coaches and their own gurus and their dads on the phone every night. And, you know, like, it's not like there's a lack of knowledge or training available to them. Mm-hmm. So it's not solely resting on Dave Hudgens and and Guillermo Martinez, the hitting instructor and 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 hitting strategist. But at some point, you got to try something new. No, like I. Oh, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with. This team's just in such a disarray right now. What do you? Mm-hmm. Let's talk Yusei Kikuchi. Let's yes. let's talk some good yes. stuff. And let's talk can... some good stuff. So obviously Yusei Kikuchi signed to a three-year $36 million deal last offseason. And in 2022, he was about the biggest disappointment on the team, eventually got pulled from his starting role, was stuck in the bullpen, and basically by the end of the season was just not even on the playoff roster and on top of that was a, a non-factor. April and May, he surprised Blue Jays fans. Okay. 11 starts, 56.1 innings pitched, an ERA of 4.47, substantially brought down from last year's. He had 52 Ks, 19 walks, and was allowing 2.4 home runs over nine. And all, we all said we'll take that, right? First two mm-hmm. months, we're like, you know what? Our number five. All we wanted was a 4.5 ERA out of our number five, and hopefully the boys can put up runs. Well, the boys haven't been putting up runs, <laughs> but if you look at the track record of Yusei Kikuchi's career, he has performed well in the first two to three months of the season before, and everyone was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'll tell you what, not only has the other shoe not dropped, but the guy has almost become twice as good as he was in April and May, which was still very serviceable since June 1st in 11 starts, he has pitched 59 innings pitched. And and listen, the the fact that there's still a third of the season left and you say Kikuchi has given us 110 innings is big. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is huge. We're probably going to see him break his career high in innings uh, substantially. He should push 150 to 160. 
So in his last 59 innings pitched, he has an ERA of 2.90, 15 walks. He's brought his walks down even further and home runs per nine, 1.07. From better than 2022 early on to an, an entirely different guy the last two months, man. Yeah. Uh... He's been this year's Ross Stripling. Where would 2022 be without Ross Stripling in that rotation? And, and I, I think it's fair to say that almost to a T, that's been Yusei Kikuchi. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's the only start. reason why we were able to lose our number one starting pitcher from 2022 in Alec Manoa, who has given us zero, given us nothing, given us one quality start in an entire season. And we're sitting here at August 3rd. or fourth, <laughs> whatever day it is. If Alec Manoa gave us the numbers that Yusei Kikuchi is having this year, three, if you tell, if you told me Alec Manoa is putting up a three, six, seven ERA, I probably feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I would have been Disapp like, okay. Disappointed we for sure. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Not a Cy Young season, but like, those are really he's good numbers. You know, they're really good numbers. Ryu returned this week. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on Ryu as a big leaguer? Honestly, I thought his outing was fine. Okay. Um, I really didn't like them putting him back out in the sixth. I wasn't really sure what they were doing there. I understand that there was another lefty coming up and that, that that's what they were trying to do, but I just... You know, it's his first game back in 400. Like, think about that. 426 days since he's pitched in the big leagues. He goes out and looks a little shaky in, in, in inning one and two, settles right in, gives him 85 pitches, five innings, and you're going to you're gonna push him? Yeah. I didn't like it. I think there's a lot more in Hinge and Ryu. I know that there were some folks online who absolutely were like, BFA him. It's like, I don't know, were we watching different games? Because he really <laughs> did seem like he was doing some really impressive stuff. His curveball looks mid-season form. He looks sharp. He looks concentrated. He looks like he's ready to go. He's in the best shape of his career. Uh, how can you – this team desperately needs – a six-man rotation for the next week over these 17 straight games that they're going through. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what either. Is, what, where are you at on Ryu? I guess my expectations were higher than I am proud to admit. I just, I kind of wanted him to like step right in and be a little bit of a savior. I know, me too. And, it's still and I know that's not like, fair. No, it's but. not. Whatever. It's one start. Ride or die with, with Ryu the rest of the way. Like he's what we got. Listen, the have... Orioles is a the Orioles is a good team too. And to allow three runs and five innings, it's not great. It's definitely not great. But that was a very winnable game. It was three three going into the sixth. I again I, I don't understand John Schneider's uh, decision to go back to Ryu there, especially when you had 
some bullets to fire in the bullpen, but we can question management decisions um, all day long. What do we have left for games? We have 50 games left. I'm not sure where they're at. We're it's at about 110 that, games played. So we have 52 games okay, left. 52 games so remaining. We have like 10 and a half starts or times through the rotation. Yeah, if you call it a six man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa or Ryu? Who's getting more starts? I think it's Ryu personally. I think so too. Like it has to be, right? Alec Manoa has given me zero confidence. Again, like I brought up off the, off the top there. I mean, he's provided one quality start. It's August 4th. So there might be some growing pains with Ryu, but settle in because it can't be worse this, than Alec Manoa. This this is all we got. This is all we got. So. Now, one thing I will give this team, and this is a good transition here into Davis Schneider talk, is they are trying something new. They brought up their, I wouldn't say he's their top prospect, uh, but he's, he's, he's a top position player prospect. He's their top, and, he's their top prospect this year. But yeah, just, I, uh, just in terms of, of results. Of of results, he's yeah, I would say David Schneider's their top prospect in 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 results in 2023. Uh he is indeed en route to Boston per source. Of course, that source, friend of the show, Johnny G of Gate 14. He's of course buds with some of those uh, Buffalo buys and dude, Jordan Luplo and uh, Ernie. Clemente or Clement, I guess, were uh, golfing yesterday when he hinted that David Schneider was getting called up. But uh, glad to see Johnny G, by the way, is going to be a guest on our live long toss in Toronto, September 10th. Tickets for that are going quick. They are available. We'll throw them into the comment section here. Jay Jackson, Blue Jay pitcher in the bullpen. He is going to stop by as long as he's still with the team in September. He should be. Uh, we've got Blake Murphy of Swartznet and Jay's Talk Plus coming down. Julia Cruz, good friend of the show and reporter for MLB.com. And then, of course, our longstanding veteran on Long Toss Baseball. Jen is going to be there. So it is going to be fun. It's going to be at the Comedy Bar Danforth, September 10th. Get your tickets. Boy, you know, I miss one live show and you're like we need to pull out all the stops to make up for the lack of adam so i appreciate Honestly, it. that makes me feel good would i only when i only could book the sunday and i was like i even told you i'm like i'm gonna try and do a long toss it's funny because i reached out to all these folks completely ready for them to be like absolutely not do you know how busy i am why would i come play comedy with you at <laughs> there every single one of them was like i can't believe this this is such a great idea i love it so anyways awesome. laying some good groundwork for when we go back in the spring buddy and we'll do it right go. then yeah okay so david schneider en route to boston per source again johnny g is that source he's not on the 40-man roster so we're going to see what the shoe that drops is the blue jays most likely going to need to dfa someone probably ernie clement is my guess um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure Maybe by the time this goes Maybe up, Nathan there will Lucas. be a decision made already. There will be a decision made by the time this is up. Absolutely. Uh, and this is an amazing story, dude. This is very a Kevin Pillar story. Oh, this is the guy who hold is- on. 19 minutes ago, they DFA'd Thomas Hatch. Okay, there you go. So there's the answer. Thomas Hatch out 
and uh, yeah, David this is according and- to uh, Sportsnet Blue Jays add Schneider and Jay Jackson for the series versus Red Sox option Clement and DFA Hatch. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, and again, this is a Kevin Pillar story. This uh, David Schneider was drafted in the 28th round in 2017. He's kicked around the minor leagues for six years with the Blue Jays, and I mean, in the interview. He gets really into the first three years was tough, right? He just really couldn't get over that low A rung. And really, 2021, he took massive steps. He went from Vancouver all the way uh, to Buffalo by by the end of 2022. The, the kid has been, he's 24 years old. He plays second base. He plays third base. He's taken some reps at shortstop this year. He's taken some reps in left field this year. He's played some right field. He's a bit of a utility knife out there. He can do it all. And when you just look at what he's done offensively, you cross your fingers and hope that they give him an opportunity to actually play some baseball in the big leagues because he's slashing 275 for his batting average, a on-base percentage of 416 and a slug of 553 with it organizational leading 21 homers which by the way is more in AAA than anybody has on the Blue Jays in the big leagues and that's over 390 plate appearances he also walks almost 20% of the time and strikes out 21%. So, you know what, a good little player here in Davis Schneider. And another interesting thing about Davis Schneider Adam that I thought I'd bring up that's kind of cool is he's perhaps the first big leaguer to be produced by the Jays since they improved the accommodations, pay, and nutrition. Remember last year, we were talking about how the Blue Jays were one of the first organizations to provide free lodging for all of their um, players, mm-hmm. as well as a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Davis Schneider is a guy that that really helped, right? These guys who got minimum bonuses, right? 28th round ball players. That's who really is benefiting from not needing to worry about paying rent or where right. their food's coming from, which is, you know, has been a knock on minor league baseball for decades now, Seems right? Like, is that if you're if you're not a prospect that's highly touted, you're <laughs> you're living in poverty. Just from a business standpoint, I don't know why you would want to throw hurdles at guys who are gonna help you. Like, I don't know, to, to, to spend organizationally up to and above the luxury tax, but to be like, I'm going to save a million dollars and not pay <laughs> 120 minor leaguers. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, I know that like, there's a bunch of duds in the minor leagues and you don't want to be throwing money on guys who will never pan out. Mm-hmm. Like one million dollars would cover the entire team, just at a reasonable, like you said, pay pay their rent, pay them so they don't have to. Oh, just focus on baseball. Just get good. Yes, play, right. If yes. one turns out, you're like, well, that was a good investment, right? I don't know. It's just inside. I still can't get over it. You just love to see examples of it being beneficial for the organization. And David Schneider is a very good example of a dude who, you know, who knows if he'd be here if it wasn't for 
providing that for him, right? Like the difference between making the big leagues and not making the big leagues is so fine that just better nutrition and not needing to constantly concern yourself with paying your rent could be enough to make that difference. So good on David Schneider. Very good on the Blue Jays for finally uh, providing that extra help to these guys who maybe aren't the big bonus babies getting those million dollars signing bonuses for when they're drafted. Right. So, so good on them. Uh, David Schneider, check out that interview. It is up currently right now on the walk off YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts. How much rope do you think Santiago Espinal and even to a lesser extent, Kevin Biggio get here. I know Addison Barger is honestly putting up home run numbers like he was last year. He missed a lot of the season with some injuries and struggled out of the gate. But he looks like the Addison Barger that we, we were all excited about in 2022 at the end of the season there. So Espinal, this is a stat that uh, Chris Black brought up and I'm not going to get too into depths with it. Sometimes we do that with Chris Black's threads because he's so thorough, but go check it out yourself at down to black friend of the show, Chris Black producer with Sportsnet. Uh, Another really great thread from him, but he was breaking down Espinal's defense. And this is kind of shocking, Adam, but you were one that even brought up earlier. You're like, what happened to Espinal's defense? He's been horrible. And your eye test is a hundred percent correct, dude. So Santiago Espinal had an 87% fielding percentage the last three years. So he was, he was an excellent defender. One of the better defensive shortstop slash second baseman in baseball from 2020 to 2022, three years of a sample size. Care to take a, a guess where he ranks in 2023 percentile wise. Percentile wise. Knowing that he was 87 percentile the last three years up till 2023. Sorry. Now, when we say this 87 percentile, you mean only 13% of middle infielders had were better defensively than he was? Yes. According to outs above average and advanced metrics. Runs, I don't yes. understand. Yeah. Yes. Um, mid 40s. Eight percentile. Whoa. Right? Oh my God, Scott. So any value that Santiago Espinal had to this team, which was really based around his defense, don't get me wrong, all-star last year, he had some good moments with the bat, and he's still going to have some good moments with the bat, but he's very streaky, and when he's bad, he's really bad. Look at his numbers, right? But to go from 87 percentile to 8, to 8 percentile, and and and... Chris Black really breaks it down in his thread. So again, I, I encourage you to go check that out at Down to Black. But one of the big things is that he says his, his foot speed is way down, you know, um, and he's not making the difficult plays last, like he was the last few years. So like, you know, there, there were plays, he's, he put up together the clips of all of the plays in a row from this year that mm-hmm. would have been, um considered difficult so last year at this time plays that had a 60 percent chance or more of not being made santiago espinal has made one this year last year he was at 12 it's pretty big drop 
So I don't know how much more time they are going to give Santiago Espinal on a team that doesn't hit and is based around defense, right? Like if, if, if Santiago Espinal, everyone, when Bo Bichette was struggling in the beginning of the season, were literally like put Santi at shortstop. He's so much better. And that was a correct assessment at the time. It sure isn't now. So Bo Bichette versus Espinal errors. Who has more? I don't know. Uh, keep in mind, Espinal has only played in. My math is bad here. 55 games this season. And Bo's played in every single game up until he was injured last Thursday, pretty much. <laughs> yes. So it is um, 106 games for Bo Bichette and 58 for Espinal. Who has more errors? I'm going to go with Bo. Yeah, it's Bo. But it's only one more error. Wow. In Bo double has the games. Eight at shortstop. Espinal has seven, um, which is one as a third baseman and six as a second baseman. Pretty wild, man. I I can't even blame him though. Like when you're, well, I can blame him and whatever. You got to be a professional, but when you're playing part-time, you know, like that expression mid-season form, mm-hmm. how do you ever get into mid-season form? Like, you know, all the slack we're cutting Alejandro Kirk the first month of the season well he missed training camp like he missed spring training because he was doing the dad stuff and of course he's not up to speed yet you know like he's still gotta get into game shape and like how do you do that when you're playing twice a week how do you get in a rhythm i don't i don't get it you know how you get hot and you take the option of them keeping you out of the lineup out. I know that that's just, I know, I know like, I, man, I'm well aware like, that it's like Mark Repchinski that we talked to yeah. last year. Right. And he's like, I wasn't a lefty specialist until all of a sudden I became a lefty specialist. And then it was like, you don't face righties often enough to bring your numbers down. And when you do, there's so much more much like pressure pressure because you're like, Oh, if this guy gets a hit, my I might not splits versus righties are going to get in week. Pull- yeah. yeah. So it's just <laughs> with Espinal, I just I feel that every time he's out there, like he's just he's uncomfortable. Pressing. He's 100% pressing. And you know what? I, I do feel for him, man. But I think if Davis Schneider shows some promise here, it's Espinal's playing time that's that's up for grabs. I fucking hope Davis Schneider actually gets to play this week. Me too, man. I That's will be one so frustrating thing that I've had with yeah. this. This front office loves to bring guys up to and sit on the bench and just get a yeah. taste of the atmosphere. Like even like last year, Gabriel Moreno, when we brought him up, just hanging out for most of the time. It felt for like most of the time, for most of the time. So, anyways, David Schneider. Yeah, I hope he. I don't know if we can move Merrifield to the outfield full time. And mm-hmm. I still like Dalton Varsho, but if he can be the best bench piece in baseball, pinch hitting, pinch running, 
late in Pinch games button. for us. Yeah. Pinch defense. And when, you know, we've got a, a two run lead in the eighth inning. Yeah. Throw them out there, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, some offense out of second base. Uh, would so we'll nice. leave it. We'll leave it at this. Just the fact that Vigio and Esmol are on a hot seat for the first time in some time. I think that with uh, how well Addison Barger is doing in AAA currently and with Davis Schneider's promotion today. Is Addison Barger doing good in AAA? Uh, he, if you actually look at his numbers over the last 15 games, he is. Um, it, it, it His season numbers are obviously, I think he's got six home runs, but I think five of those are literally in the last like three weeks of playing ball. He was uh, struggling out of the gate and then he missed uh, a chunk of May. Uh, looks like he has. In the last 16 games, a 242 batting average and OPS 830. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, three home runs, 10 RBIs in the last. 16 yeah. He's hitting for power. He's yeah. His batting average hasn't been what it was the last year. Uh, but I really do believe that that has to do with his injury and just kind of getting back to where he was, but. Even three home runs over the last 16 games doesn't sound like much, but over a 162 pace, that's a 30 home run pace. Yeah. You're hitting a home run every five games. It's a 30 plus home run pace. So there you go. Okay. Addison Barger. Uh, yeah. Hitting all right in triple A. Like you said, Keep pressing start, Addy. injuries riddled him, but you think he gets called up by the end of the season? I do. You do. Okay. I do. Yeah. Okay. Let's and He's on, on the 40 man. Correct. That is a really good question. I don't nice. think Addy is on the That's on the forty man. You start your next thing, and I'll look okay. back at the Blue Jays. 40 okay, man. sounds good. So, weird baseball stats and facts. I've got a little bit of a a list here to go down. So I've been over the year. It's funny whenever something funny or interesting comes up. Go ahead. He is on the forty man. He is on the 40 man. So they wouldn't need to clear a spot. So Addison Barger makes a lot of sense for a call up because they're not going to need to uh, DFA anyone to do it. So yeah, so Addy should our, get. Here's, here's the list of our non pitchers on the 40 man who are in the minor leagues right now. Tyler Heineman at catcher. That's an obvious one. Addison Barger, Ernie Clement, Leo Jimenez, uh, Arelvis Martinez, Nathan Lukes and Spencer Horwitz. Okay. There you go. That's our drawing pool. You're on it, bud. I'm on it. Sorry to interrupt you. I told you to no. get going. And then right as you did, no, I'm like, stop. It's perfect. Okay. So weird stats. Let's break this down. I, I finally, I just, I was going through my phone the other day and I was like, why am I not sharing some of this? <laughs> like, I just like, I squirrel it away for myself. I'm like, Ooh, this is cool. <laughs> no one else will know. Uh, <laughs> this is so, why you don't have as many uh, followers on Twitter as down to black. That's right. He that's shares right, his, he shares, his he, he cares and he shares and I'm just storing it all for myself. So here we go. Weird facts. This one made me laugh. Okay. So Dalton Varsho was born nine oh, months and one day after his dad Gary's final MLB game. <laughs> Gary Varsho's final game was October 1st, 1995. He went home and uh, high-fived his wife. And then nine months and one day later, Dalton Varsho was born July 2nd, 1996. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Second weird stat. In this season, Domingo Herman has been suspended for sticky stuff, given up 10 runs in a start, thrown a perfect game, Jeez. been placed on the restricted list for alcohol abuse. What a season. Okay, number yeah. three weird stat. Back in 1963, San Francisco Giants manager Alvin Dark joked that pitcher Gaylord Perry's hitting ability was so poor that they'll put a man on the moon before Gaylord Perry hits a home run. Perry's first home run came July 20th, 1969, 20 minutes after Neil Armstrong first set foot that's, on the moon. That's wild. Isn't that weird? 20 minutes later, you just lost it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. That's really good. Okay. This next one I really like because it does put in perspective uh, how elite and how wild it is to play Major League Baseball. So, since Major League Baseball's inception in 1876, there have been a total of 23,000 guys to actually play a game. In Major League Baseball. So if you break that down over the last 160 years, 150 years, I guess, of baseball, there is still less people who have played Major League Baseball than can fill a stadium in Major League Baseball. Davis Schneider getting the call up today is in a very, very elite group. 23,000 people. That's nothing. It's wild. Less than a stadium. Okay, number five, weird stat here. Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies has thrown over 10,000 fastballs in his career. Nine of those. Nine of those have been 96 miles an hour or faster. I know this one. Three, three of those pitches has been against his brother, Aaron, or Austin Nola. <laughs> so gets a little bit more amped up when he's facing his brother. Yeah. Just a kind of really weird out there fun stat. And lastly, what would, what would a list of stats be without bringing up Shohei Otani? So Shohei Otani, just the other day, is the third player since 1900 with a home run, a stolen base, and a scoreless pitching outing in the same game. Joining pitcher extraordinaire Pablo Sandoval and uh, Christy Mathewson from 1904, 1905. So we all know the giant panda, but I've never heard of the other guy. But uh, how many have, in a doubleheader, pitched a complete game shutout and then in game two, hit two home runs. I think that's only Shohei. <laughs> I think that's pretty darn good. Yeah, just that's just a Shohei stat. That is uh, nobody else. Just a Shohei stat. Um, you know what, man? I know that this wasn't on the show notes, but I did wish to uh, just get your opinion on Anthony Rizzo. Have you heard? Oh, yeah, I hate this is old story. Is this whole thing is absolutely disgusting? The Yankees should be incredibly fucking ashamed of themselves they should be taking a look inwards medical staff people should be getting fired Aaron Boone should be getting fired like it's just crazy so if you've missed it Anthony Rizzo 
the Yankees first baseman has been put on the 10 day injured list with a post concussion syndrome, which the club believes now listen to this was from May 28th in a collision with Fernando Tatis Jr. Literally, like, this test reveals signs of cognitive impairment for Anthony Rizzo. Like, this is shit that could literally be long-term consequences to playing through a concussion. So Anthony Rizzo said, when he was interviewed about this, he says he noticed he was far more tired, but attributed it to the grind of the season. He mentioned waking up, he, he mentioned waking up feeling hungover, every day and occasionally forgot the number of outs while playing in a game. How the frick is this not a red flag? All right. Um, Is this whose fault is this? I know like you want everybody fired over it. I mean, listen, I maybe I'm going overboard, but this is, this is like a really big deal, man really big but if he passes concussion protocol like initially My what else question can you is, do did he <laughs> well if he didn't sure then that's a whole other big scandal but listen players are always going to push to play and i think in a scenario like this with anthony rizzo when he failed concussion protocol and that is that is the big part of this story failed concussion protocol he missed seven days, and then, yes, obviously, he probably would need to pass a concussion test. But to not look deeper into this, I just can't wrap my head around it. And really, maybe I am being dramatic and, and jumping off the deep end here and stuff like this does know. happen all the time. It, but it, As much as, like, I'm disgusted by the story just from, like, a for real brain injuries are, like, no joke. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, just... Uh, as a guy who's getting older myself and my reflexes have slowed down, like I never wore a helmet when I rode my bike ever. Mm-hmm. I've started wearing a helmet now. I feel like a dork, but I wear a helmet on my bike because I just don't trust my reflexes to like <laughs> put an arm out in time and like save yeah. my head. Right. And like yeah. brain injuries are for real life changing. Uh, when I pitch and slow pitch, I wear a face mask because like, mm-hmm. I got hit a couple times last year in the belly that I couldn't get my glove up for. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, next year I'm getting a, a helmet because if that was at my head, I'd be fucked. Um, yeah. So, like, brain injuries are no joke. But also, because concussions are so common in sports, I I can't, I don't want to give the Yankees any slack here. But, like, if they put him through the tests and at some point he's cleared to play, that's like, why would you second guess it? Like, I, I would assume that he's not being public about his concerns. Like, if he does, if he does feel hungover every morning and he does feel yeah. sluggish and slower, like that's not something that you want to just volunteer that information. So if no. he's not, like, although if you look know. at Anthony Rizzo's numbers, he's been a completely different player since that point. Um, and I'm, I, again, and I'm with you. Maybe I, 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 I'm going to just say I was being a little too harsh there. Probably it's just like, when it comes to players health, it like, it gets me so worked up when it feels like there's negligence. We need Garth on here to just argue yeah, with burn us. Burn them down. 
<laughs> Come on, Garth. Um, Come back, yeah, Garthy. <laughs> We'd I love to hear the grounds crew's opinion on this. Is this is this does this fall on on the Yankees? Medical staff? Does is this on Rizzo's shoulders? Is there is there blame to be put, or is this just an unfortunate situation that uh, just slipped through the cracks? I I would love to hear everyone's opinion on this. I admittedly don't have the full story either, so mm-hmm. it it could turn out that over the next days, as more details come out, that this is just a selfish, greedy Yankee cover up, and yeah. that everybody does deserve to be fired. That is totally possible here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I know it wasn't on the show notes, and I just it, it was just one that like I was reading about today this morning, and I was like, this bo- yeah. I, I, I'm surprised how much it bothered me. You know, like yeah. normally when something bad happens to the Yankees, I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> Nelson from Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. yeah, but all the best, Anthony Rizzo. Honestly, I I hope that he completely recovers and that he can get back some of the memory and stuff that he has missed. Cause he even said, he's like, I, he's like, sometimes I feel like I've forgotten how to play this game. And I, it, it would just be so frustrating. It's so crazy that like, he didn't know what was wrong. And then they're like, Oh, you're, you're, uh, you're suffering from a severe brain injury. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. That would be, be like, it would be terrifying news to receive, but if there's any silver lining, it's that tomorrow he'll wake up and forget all about it. <laughs> all right okay wishing let's you a speedy up. recovery anthony rizzo yes uh let's wrap up on this the boston red Sox, um the blue jays next opponent here they head to fenway they are currently oh and seven against this team and a win is imperative i mean the red Sox now nipping at the heels of the the blue jays for this final playoff spot the pitching lines up as such today. Alec Manoa taking the mound against Maple Ridge, BC native James Paxton. Hey. And then it's going to be Jose Barrios on Saturday, Chris Bassett on Sunday versus TBA. Ooh, love TBA. So two possible bullpen are openers in this mm-hmm. series for the Red Sox. The Blue Jays are primed to take this series. They really should. Now, whenever the Orioles come to town, it it just freaking any momentum or any feelings of 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 um, positivity tend to get washed away, and that's kind of where we're at right now after only taking one out of four against the the Orioles. But man, they've got a they've got a for lack of a better term, not up. This team has got to find whatever it is and and battle some wins out against this Red Sox team because they cannot afford to lose this series, let alone, God forbid, get swept. Like, we're in it now. This is the thick of things, and this team better show some intestinal fortitude and show up. Next 15 games before we go back to Baltimore, we got the Red Sox for three, the Guardians for four, the Cubs for three, Phillies for two, and the Reds for three. And listen, these are good teams that they're facing. five? But yeah, they're not great teams. And if you look at this Blue Jays record against teams outside of their division, the best in baseball. So yeah, I mean. Ten and five not, feels like I, a low I, watermark that I can expect here. 
I would not call this a soft schedule over the next little bit, but it's definitely uh, a very winnable and making hay type of, of window God, here for yeah, the Blue gotta Jays. Got to start making some progress here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Of the Orioles now for the lead in the AL East, losing two games over this four-game series to them. The Red Sox only a game and a half back of the Blue Jays. So, yeah, they they need some wins here. So hopefully Alec Manoa can start things off well and, and get himself back on track. His last outing wasn't great, but um, wasn't horrible. He got the win. Or if he didn't get the win, the Jays won that game anyways. I forget how that played out. But nonetheless, and then uh, four against Cleveland at Progressive Field to wrap the week up let's win some games win some games go jays go thank you everyone for following along we really appreciate the patronage to all you in the grounds crew a tip of the hat feel free to hit the like button feel free to subscribe if you have not uh very helpful too even if you're watching on here on youtube and you've never gone to the audio side of things if you just go to where you get your audio podcast and hit subscribe. It actually helps us substantially on both ends. Uh, Davis Schneider, that interview out right now. You can catch it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much, everybody. Long toss on Sunday. Adam's running it alone, but it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a good one wrapping up this Red Sox series. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening.